the early hours of September 12, 2013, residents of Lyons were awakened from their sleep by sirens and warnings to move to higher ground. The St. Vrain River had burst its banks and the town was flooding. We got a knock on the door from a neighbor that said they were being evacuated just directly across the street. And right behind them is a big trailer park and then the river. And the river had actually already come up into the trailer park and was, I could actually hear the river on our street. Bonnie Sue Hitchcock and her family lived in what came to be known as the Confluence Area of Lyons, a low-lying neighbourhood close to where the North and South St. Vrain Rivers merge. In those early hours, as the waters were rising, residents scrambled to grab belongings and head to higher ground. Bonnie Sue Hitchcock is a writer who took her recording equipment with her when she and her family headed to her friend Alison Jennings' house, just up the hill. Over the next several days of the Lyons flood, she recorded conversations with her fellow stranded residents. Well, I looked for her email on my phone because my internet is down. I wanted to text or email her and say... They took us in and the next day took in a couple more people that had been evacuated as well. <laughs> Just for the record, you have been housing someone in your house for 24 hours. Yes. That you thought you'd never met. You didn't have any... Yes. This is a neighbor. Well, I, yes, I met this woman on the street yesterday and her name was Lori. And she needed a place to stay last night, so she came to my house. And I've even told people, well, I have someone at my house that I don't know, that I've never met before. And then I find out today that her daughter-in-law is one of my favorite people on the entire planet. And I really do know her. Yeah, just that you realize that you have connections with all these people. And you don't realize it until something like this happens. And you're... The circle of connections, perfect. And you're, well, you're forced out of what you do every day and you meet amazing people. I know, and it gets so boring sometimes. By Thursday morning, the full extent of the damage became apparent to the evacuees up at Allison's house. How was it, Lori? Lori's back from looking at her house. Oh, it was two feet of mud and unusual things were on the wall still and I had a lamp that was sitting out on the porch and the table moved and everything and it was still standing up straight and a little a little cast iron fairy was still sitting there wow that was so amazing it looked the like lamp, the lamp was sitting up straight and it was a big tall lamp wow and I found some of my Estee Lauder cream <laughs> That I liked. So, no, how, how many years have you lived in your house? Um, let me see. 35 years. And you never saw anything like this never. before? Never. Bathroom sink was full of mud, this big, full. And that would the, take about four feet. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't all the way up to the sink. It just came in and filled up the sink, and then the floor was this high, probably two feet, maybe more. It was awful. Okay, this is the sound of 
the South St. Vrain River, which has, it looks like the Congo at this moment, and has completely risen and taken out a trailer court that, I don't know how many trailers were in this trailer park, but they are, they're all moved. Many of them are gone. Oh, there's an old cabin that is completely underwater. You can just see the roof. And, um, some cars underwater. This was a trail that went to Bone Park in Lyons and is completely gone. It is, I can't even, does anybody want to jump in here and describe this? Can you describe this? The river is, it's, it's running where there wasn't a river before. But... This was just a bike trail. Um, it's completely gone. It's now 100 yards wide and brown with trees going downstream at 12 knots. So down the path, there used to be a whole forest on the right-hand side of the tree going over towards the river, but now that forest is all gone. The levee was on the left-hand side. The levee's obviously broken, and it's totally flooded into the trailer park area. It's absolutely amazing. The river had taken out all the bridges in the town, and Bonnie Sue and the other evacuees at Allison's house started to realize that they were, for all intents and purposes, marooned. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. There's so many homes up there. So there are six islands divided by the floodwaters, and there's no communication between the islands. So we really don't know how people are doing. Are we island three, or...? I call us Twiggly Island. <laughs> people say, where do, you, where do you live? And I say, Twiggly Island. Yeah, yeah. that's what I say. Miss Twiggly's Tree is a children's picture book. In the story, Miss Twiggly's Treehouse becomes a refuge for the whole town after a flood. Up on Lyons, Twiggly Island, spirits were high. So Kevin Parker had the meeting downtown this morning and Victoria Simonson, who's the town administrator. Mm -hmm. And Kevin used to be our substation yeah. chief, or he was the head guy, but he has since Kevin. moved on, but he's wonderful. I thought they had a great meeting. They were organized. But what was amazing is people were kind of getting all booty hurt that they didn't have a bullhorn, but they just don't have access to that. So they just yelled to this enormous crowd of several hundred, several hundred people just telling them what the instructions were going to be. It was well thought out. It was planful. And they were very reassuring that we're going to come back from this. Town administrator Victoria Simonson and other town officials held meetings on the different islands that had been created in Lyons, trying to get information to the stranded residents. When we still had communication, I tried to set up a little team on each island, one made of a, a leader, one made of a communications person and a medical person. And um, we did our best to communicate with those people. Actually, they would actually hike over the mountain to get to the other island to find out what was going on. And uh, we held meetings on each island. Um, I actually accessed those by going four-wheeling through water to get to them and update them on what we were trying to do to help them on the other side.
everyone to go home and stay as dry as possible today. And then tomorrow morning there's another meeting and they will tell people if you can evacuate yourself. But if you choose to leave, you cannot come back. And it could be weeks. How was your day, sir? <laughs> With no power and no water in the town, those who decided to stay shared resources. The town had a party-like atmosphere with people emptying their freezers and grilling steaks. Restaurants and stores opened their refrigerators and shelves and shared their wares. And neighbors shared stories of the flood. Well, we woke up when the sirens went off on, this was Wednesday night, and so we sat up in bed and realized that we didn't know where to go for information. And so, we opened the computer, and first thing that came to mind was the Boulder County Sheriff. So we typed in Boulder County Sheriff to Google, and went to their website, and the first thing that comes up, the headline on the Boulder County Sheriff's page was the fire ban was rescinded. <laughs> it's almost as if we thought we were just, we were all just on our little island having a big party. We did have a big bar street, a street barbecue. Everybody was in great spirits. We had so much food because a lot of people had perishable items that they wanted to, you know, someone next door had half a cow. We were, we were eating filet mignon. And, you know, it's shocking to think that, that it was just this wonderful, fun time. And then the next day we were told, you've got to get out of here. By Saturday morning, officials announced that everyone in the flood-ravaged town of Lyons had to leave. So this morning at 9 o'clock they did an emergency briefing for the whole town and um, you know, FEMA was there and they basically then said, we need everyone to go. The water treatment plant was gone, we, don't, we have no water, we have no power. It, it, and it, power lines are down, gas leaks everywhere, you know, it's starting, like, having people in town was just making it hard for emergency people to do their work. So they, you know, basically they said, we need you to go. I think it was the first time that we all looked at each other and, and really, really felt this devastation of like, we have to leave this. It was a huge realization of how bad things, things were and that we probably can't go back for quite a while. You're listening to After the Flood, a KGNU radio documentary. I'm Maeve Conran. It's been a year since the St. Vrain River burst its banks and damaged more than 210 homes in Lyons, many completely destroyed and many others deemed uninhabitable. Most residents returned several weeks after the initial evacuation, but many others are still displaced. 
pretty bad to be laying in the box otherwise. <laughs> Bonnie Sue Hitchcock's chickens have returned to live in their coop behind her former house. Some of the garden is back, the grapevine is thriving. But she and her family, like many of her neighbours in the confluence, are still displaced. Bonnie Sue's house is now being rebuilt. It's several feet higher than the hundred-year-old house that stood there before. Elevating the house was the only way they could get a rebuilding permit. But that process was by no means easy. There were steps down to it, which was kind of odd. So it'll be the same. And then this is just going to be like a little um, kind of hangout room. Delays in getting insurance money, delays in getting the multitude of required building permits has meant that one year after the flood, she and her family are nowhere close to moving home. So we're sitting outside um, this really tall house that used to be a really small house. Uh, And we're coming up on the one year anniversary of the flood. And, you know, we're really fortunate if you walk around our neighborhood. I mean, we're really much farther along in the process than a lot of people are right now. It's been a really, it's been a really long process. It's been a long road home for Bonnie Sue and her neighbours. Most have not returned. Many have not yet begun the rebuilding process. An air of uncertainty hangs over this neighbourhood as the town considers a new flood plan and what that may mean for local homes. Being in limbo is just too hard for people and you're paying mortgage and you're paying rent and, you know, over time you just start to feel like you're not really living your life, you're just reacting to it. It's unclear when or if this part of Lyons will ever fully recover from the flood. Some of the residents are considering a FEMA buyout of their property. Others are trying to rebuild, but are caught in a bureaucratic web of permit applications and insurance claims. The reality is it just isn't that cut and dry. You know, and we, we've spent, you know, everyone in this neighbourhood has been going to meetings every week for an entire year. And I know the whole town of Lyons had meeting fatigue, you know, a long time ago. So, I mean, it, yes, there are some options for people, but, it, you know, there's, it's a really big process to jump through all those hoops and meet with all those people. And, um, you know, if you walk around the neighborhood, the people that are the farthest along, you know, are retired because this is a full-time job. This neighborhood was home to artists, musicians, a mobile home park, young and old, new and long-time residents of Lyons. Walking around on this Labor Day weekend, a quiet hangs over the houses, some which still bear the orange X on the door, FEMA's mark that it's uninhabitable. It's been a year since the Saint Frame crested its bank and lines. For some, it's been a year of recovery. For others, a year of uncertainty. I mean, honestly, quite honestly, I just want all these people back, <laughs> you know, and that's what I want. And I, d- I don't think I'll ever really feel great about the outcome. I mean, I just want people to have what they wanted. You know, you want to have the life you, you chose. I mean, they chose to buy these houses and live in this neighborhood for a reason.
the Flood on KGNU. I'm Maeve Conran.